Coming up next, the podcast of Ancient Roads, Real Israel Talk Radio, episode 20-38. The police and security and the Communist Party, they were kind of one and the same, and you had to work and cooperate, uh, otherwise you couldn't be a, a minister in, in the church. So some of the pastors who did not want to compromise, some of them were killed, pastors disappeared in, in a very strange kind of way. Hello there, I'm Avi Ben-Mordechai. On this episode of Real Israel Talk Radio, I'll be speaking with Avram Florin Yanku, who was born and raised into a Baptist family of the Romanian communist regime of the 1970s and 80s. Today, we'll learn some fascinating things about Avram's many years in the Romanian underground church. Years later, he was invited to Western Australia by the Romanian Baptist Church to pastor their Romanian-speaking Baptist community. His walk of grace and truth was transformed when he came to understand and apply the biblical Hebraic Torah walk of faith in Yeshua HaMashiach. This entirely undid his relationship to the Baptist Union and brought his 20-year Sunday pastoral ministry to an end, which then started him on a new journey into the Hebraic roots of his faith. Avram Yanku is a co-founding member of the Western Australia ministry Restoration Down Under. However, one thing to take note of is that of Avram Yanku's musical talent. Shortly, I'll play a few of his musical compositions and you can judge his musical gift for yourself. So let's get into our podcast today with my guest, Avram Yanku. Uh, thanks, Avi. Um... It's great to be here. Okay, good. Uh, you were born into a Baptist family, raised in an underground church under the communist regime until you left Romania. Would you tell us a little bit about that story? I would like to hear some of that, please. Yeah, I did have the privilege and the grace uh, to be born in a family that was... Um, had a strong faith. Um, it was on the de- denomination of the Baptists, and both my mother and my father hold strongly to the faith. Faith was very important in our family. Sometimes we would be at church uh, almost every day of the week in, in some situations. In, in Romania, the born-again believers are called repenters because we would promote and preach repentance. Uh, to, to some extent, the terminology used was a bit um, derogatory. So to be a repenter or to be called a repenter, it was not uh, a like a positive thing uh, or a pleasant thing. And the repenters usually in the in the society were were the outcast and it wasn't a very popular thing to be <laughs> mm-hmm. to be a repenter would you say that there were people in your communities the people that you knew would you say that some of them may have felt the pressure to deny the faith to to walk away from all of this for the purpose of gaining more advantage absolutely uh, 
that, that, that is a, a true statement. Uh, some of them either had to keep quiet, uh, so no one would know, uh, you know, what, what is actually going on uh, in terms of faith in their own lives. Or some of them, if they were found and, and uh, confronted with it, they kind of backed off and denied and uh, um, had to compromise. Uh, I could speak of pastors who had to compromise and become the informers. So the police and security and the Communist Party, they were kind of one and the same, and you had to work and cooperate. Uh, otherwise, you couldn't be a, a minister in, in the church. So some of the pastors who did not want to compromise, some of them were killed. Uh, they either had a, um, an accident, a car accident, or they, um, it was known that they had a, a stroke. A seizure of some sort? Yeah. What I hear you saying to me is anyone who professed the faith of a repenter or was found out to be such, or someone even that was just uh, a political dissident against what the communist yeah. regime stood for, uh, these people kind of sort of disappeared off the scene. Would you say that? That's correct. I know personally a, a few cases where pastors disappeared in a very strange kind of way. Uh, they had um, a heart mm -hmm. attack or stroke or something, and they died in, in hospital. And um, we, we knew there was something um, not right about their death. And we knew that uh, the, the security, the Communist Party, and the police uh, department were kind of looking for them and trying to get rid of them. Basically, their agenda was to know everything, to keep everything under control, and that's why they needed people to cooperate with them and inform them of, you know, pastors had to inform who visited, even if they had visitors from U.S. or from other countries, uh, what they preached, what was the topic, who they contacted uh, in Romania. And, and on top of that, they had informers within the church. They had people who were paid or they, they had to compromise to give that information to the Communist Party so that the Communist Party would compare what information they received from the pastor and what information they received from the other informers. And if the pastor didn't tell the truth, they would uh, confront him and, and so forth. So it was very difficult to be a minister in any church in Romania under the communist regime. Were you made to be afraid all the time, to look over your shoulder, to watch what was going on all around you? I never knew anything different, right? When you grow up, and, and that's, that's what you know, we, we were told, don't trust anyone. And we had the, an expression that we used amongst ourselves. Uh, it would be translated from Romanian into English like, even the walls have ears. So you, you don't trust anyone and you don't say things that are against the Communist Party because you don't know who is actually listening. Mm. It, it was kind of that way, um, even just being a, a born-again evangelical believer, 
you were considered by the communist regime a threat to some extent, mm-hmm. okay? Especially if you went public and you were open about your faith and you spoke about your faith with your neighbors, with your colleagues in school, with your teachers. So among the repenters of your generation and those growing up in that era, how many would you say were turning to the Hebraic Jewish ideas of the Hebrew scriptures? Um, Talk to me about that. Okay. As I grew up in the church, I had never heard about the Hebraic roots of the faith. It did not even come up. Uh, I, I would not meet people who would go through that kind of understanding and moving into uh, keeping Shabbat, uh, keeping dietary laws, keeping the feasts and everything. I was a Baptist minister in Romania. Mm-hmm. The only uh, Sabbath keepers I knew of were the Seventh-day Adventist believers uh, amongst the evangelicals, even smaller in numbers. And we had Seventh-day Adventist believers in Romania. They were still one of the minority denominations. You were raised in an underground church under the communist regime until you left Romania. Correct. You did go to school. You had some uh, pastoral theology, um, university time or college time. Talk to me about that. So in, uh, in 1989, three months before the revolution came, that was in, in December 1989, I enrolled into school, a biblical school that was organized by a, a handful of local ministers, uh, mainly Baptist ministers, uh, for people to be trained with theological training and, and get some skills. So for me to get into theological training, Baptist theological training uh, university, uh, I had no chance under the communist regime because first, you know, your family had to be acknowledged, recognized and accepted by the uh, communist party. Your parents had to be uh, with good reputation uh, Mm -hmm. in their eyes and it was very limited. So for me to have theological training was impossible. But because uh, these three months before revolution, the training was given to us uh, in in Timisoara by these uh, pastors, I uh, registered for that and I was ready to start. When the revolution came, we realized that the pastors who initiated these were um, approached by the security, by the Communist Party, and the Communist Party asked the pastors to give them the list of all the students, all the believers who enrolled to do this training with them. And I believe that if the revolution didn't come, we would have been uh, under uh, uh, some type of uh, persecution because we just intended to have theological training non-registered and not approved by the, the Communist Party, obviously. Mm. Uh, but the revolution came. And, and we were able to do that training uh, starting in February uh, 1990. Hmm. So a, a couple of months after the revolution, we started this. And so I did uh, two years of uh, non-accredited 
theological training or Bible college. Uh, after I finished these two years, I went to Oradia to the Emmanuel University in Oradia, and I finished that in '96, uh, two years uh, before I was invited to come and minister in Australia, and I arrived in October 1999. Okay, so when you came to Western Australia with the invitation of the Romanian Baptist uh, Committee, you came under their invitation, right? Okay, now I have a note here that uh, you lost your accreditation as a Baptist minister. It was here in Western Australia. I was a, a minister, Baptist minister in WA. Uh, During that time, I received the accreditation with the Baptist Union, but obviously because I was very open about the Sabbath understanding and conviction and the the feast and the dietary law, the Torah keeping, uh, I went to the Baptist Union and I presented my situation and my uh, convictions to them. And they said, Avram, you know, you realize now that um, your job is in jeopardy and you won't be able to be a Baptist minister um, in a Baptist church. I said, of course, I understand that. But did they remove you from your post? No, I, 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 I was not removed. Maidaville Baptist Church called me for a original call of five years. I finished my contract and my call and Maidaville Baptist Church said that it would be good for me to take long service leave, which I was due to. So my last three months into the five-year call, uh, I took my long service leave with them. It was during the three months of long service leave when I made a decision to move on from Maidaville Baptist Church. I had no understanding of Shabbat, of the Torah keeping. I called them during these three months of long service leave and I informed them where I was at uh, uh, in my faith journey. And obviously they said they, they had their own concerns that I won't be able to get a position of a pastor in another church. Hmm. And they were concerned that, that the, what, uh, what God has entrusted me with uh, will be wasted, and uh, they were also uh, concerned that because I, want, I wasn't going to get a position of a pastor, I may not get a job, and uh, they were concerned for the income for my family and so forth. After two years, because I wasn't a Baptist minister and I wasn't a member in a Baptist church, the Baptist Union wrote me a letter to inform me that, that, that my accreditation is no longer with the Baptist Union. If I was to, lo- to lose my life, even, so be it. Uh, uh, God will provide, and he has proved to provide uh, all these years. Uh, I'm, I'm confident mm-hmm. that that I can trust him and he will provide for us. And, and that's yeah. the case. When you started to really get uh, deeply involved in this messianic kind of idea of who Yeshua HaMashiach was, you lost many friends, colleagues, people that knew you well. You lost them and they uh, they walked away from you. Is that true or no? That's correct. And and uh, the mainly was because they considered that I have taken a faith journey that is not biblical, 
they they didn't understand exactly what was going on. They thought they understood, but they didn't. And their understanding was that I, I took the position of the Judaizers that are presented in the scriptures mm. um, and and taken on board the law, uh, basically according to their understanding, puts you into the category of heretics. Mm. Those who ha- have uh, fallen away from grace and went under the mm. law. Because of the wrong understanding, the, the wrong theological understanding of where I was, they kind of felt they needed to isolate themselves or, or, you know. They needed to separate themselves from you because you were considered a heretic of sorts? Yes, correct. That's that's exactly what happened. So uh, uh, colleagues, you know, Baptist pastors, uh, uh, some friends uh, and and some family friends and uh, even some relatives kind of... uh, uh, took that position of separating themselves from us. Okay, so you you went on to start a uh, a ministry outreach in Western Australia called Restoration Down Under with uh, Michael Grochowski and his family. Correct, correct. When I had this conviction, uh, one of the first people I called to inform was Michael Grochowski. Mm-hmm. Uh, by that time, he wasn't a member of Maidavell Baptist Church anymore. So I called him and I said, uh, Michael, I think you you were right. I'm convinced now of the Sabbath and the dietary laws and the, uh, the feasts. And um, I have this conviction that I have to, to move on and, and follow this conviction now. Mm-hmm. And at some point, we both felt it was necessary for us to uh, form a ministry mm-hmm. that would uh, give people the opportunity to have this understanding and uh, speak to people and and provide some resources and discipleship opportunities for people to follow Yeshua Hamashiach mm-hmm. from the Jewish Hebraic perspective mm-hmm. of the scriptures mm-hmm, of and. So that's how Restoration Down Under Ministries was formed. Okay, now this kind of brings us into kind of the final uh, thing that I want to talk about here. You are very musically gifted. Talk to us about your musical training, your gifts, and uh, why you write the music that you write these days. When it comes to music, music um, is is part of, of me, of what, what I am. Um, I grew up in a musical family. My father was a uh, choir and orchestra conductor, uh, director, and uh, he formed many choirs and uh, orchestras, bands in in many churches in Romania in his early years. So um, when I was born, I was born basically in a musical family. Uh, I am part of a, um, a family of uh, six children, three brothers, three sisters. Um, all of us were trained by my father to, to play an instrument. Um, I I started to play piano accordion since I was four. Hmm. So um, 
I I have music in my blood, as they as they say. I don't have any formal musical training. I play by ear. And um, in Romania, as I grew up, my father formed like a family orchestra. We would go from church to church, Sunday by Sunday. Most of the Sundays of of the of the year, we would visit. Uh, some small villages, believers in small villages, uh, uh, go to church and sing. And my father would say, you know, a few words, like a small message uh, type of sermon. And and later on, we were taught how to say a few words and, and Bible verses. And so we would sing, we would encourage the believers and we would perform these kind of items, musical items in churches. And later on, we were invited to uh, uh, weddings and evangelism meetings to to play as a family, uh, like a family orchestra, family band. It almost sounds to me like it's the sound of music, the Von Trapp family singers. Uh, right. Yes, yes. I, I can definitely uh, relate to that movie myself and uh uh the, the only difference was that uh they were only singing but we were singing and playing an instrument uh we were very very blessed and i considered myself very privileged uh to to grow up in this kind of family and i believe this is one of the talents that our heavenly father gives to some people and some people use it and develop it and uh I believe if if I had uh, formal training in music, uh, uh, I I could do a bit better, definitely. Uh, but I didn't take that opportunity. I I wasn't in necessarily interested to uh, to have a musical training. Um, I was happy to to develop music, um, and I do play now guitar and I play keyboard, uh, a bit of harmonica. If I understand you correctly, uh, you don't actually read music or compose music off the off the the music sheets. You don't do any of that, or you do? No, no. Uh, the only music that I can read is the chords. So I know what A is, and I know how to play on a guitar, on mm-hmm. a keyboard, uh, A, B. Although I know where the notes are on a, uh, on a music sheet, it takes me time to calculate all the notes to transpose it from the sheet on, onto the, uh, the keyboard. So I, I, I don't have that patience to, to read music, but I see the chords C, D, E, F, I, I know how to play those chords. This is really amazing to me because I, I your music is really beautiful. But I'll tell you what I really like about your particular style of music. It, it's the passion comes out in it. You have a passion in your words, in your lyrical content, and the way your music presents itself is, of course very Hebraic. I I don't hear too much of that out there, but for you, um, this is remarkable uh, considering you don't have a lot of training in music theory, yet you really produce some wonderful, wonderful things. 
uh, and I give praises to our Heavenly Father, Yehovah, for the gift and for the inspiration. And um, I have to tell you that I have prayed to the Father to give me words and to give me the tunes uh, so that I can put together songs that could be sung by those who have the like-minded and uh, uh, follow this Hebraic understanding of the scriptures mm, mm. Uh, and of the faith. I've been speaking with Avram Florin Yanku, who was born and raised into a Baptist family of the Romanian underground church of the 1970s and 80s. In 1999, Avram was invited to Western Australia by the Baptist Union in order to pastor the Romanian-speaking Baptist community. His walk of grace and truth was transformed when he came to understand the biblical Hebraic Torah walk of faith in Yeshua HaMashiach. We'll continue with Avram Yanku after we take this short break. You are listening to Avi Ben Mordechai and the podcast of Ancient Roads, Real Israel Talk Radio, episode 20-38. Welcome back to the podcast of Ancient Roads. Real Israel Talk Radio. Once again, here's your host, Avi Ben Mordechai. Okay, we're back for the second half of Real Israel Talk Radio. I'm Avi Ben Mordechai. Let's continue speaking with Avram Florin Yanku. This last song that you sent to me to listen to, uh, Praises to the King, it has a catch to it. It's a beautiful piece of, of music. The lyrical content is wonderful. Tell me, I mean, how did that actually come about? You were just sitting at the keyboard one day and thought, hmm, I want to write something about this uh, Praises to the King idea, and out came this song. Uh, I was on the beach. Uh, one day with my daughter Eusebia and uh, we were playing in the sand and this tune came to my mind and uh, and I said I have to put some lyrics to it. I uh, tried to find a right rhythm and I said well this one I think would, would go well on a country style so I said I, I am going to choose this uh, style for this song. We sing praises to the King King of kings and Lord of lords Sing praises to the Prince of Peace. Praises to the One who was and who is and is to come. Praises to Almighty. Yeah, for our Emmanuel. 
worship Him, the mighty One of Israel, Jehovah Emmanuel. Abba Elohim, Israel He has redeemed, praise and honor be to What I am yeah. really surprised and interested in is the lyrical content is is really terrific, and that's what I really like as you're applying it to that country gospel sort of sound. What are some of your other favorite songs that you've produced that you really happen to like, you know, really a lot? Well, another song that comes to my mind that, that I believe is very biblical and, and very catchy, in my opinion, is from Isaiah 56, and it's called Hallelujah, Yeshua HaMashiach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It has a very nice rhythm to it, and the message is right there from Isaiah 56, where Yehovah says, even the eunuch and the foreigner who attach themselves to Yehovah to keep my covenant and not define my Sabbath, I will make him an inheritor. I will give him a name uh, greater than than uh, children. Mm-hmm. Very prophetic messianic kingdom prophecy message in Isaiah 56 that proves that the Sabbath is not intended only for Israel, but for anyone who wants to join themselves to Yehovah and into covenant with Him. Hallelujah. Yeshua HaMashiach El Widas Emanuel Hallelujah Yeshua HaMashiach He will save all Israel Hallelujah Yeshua HaMashiach El Widas Emanuel Hallelujah Yeshua HaMashiach, He will save all Israel. Let us rejoice and let us worship the King. With all the heaven, let us praise His name. There is no Elohim on heaven and earth, like the Elohim of Israel. Let us rejoice and let us worship the King. With all the heaven, let us praise His name. There is no Elohim on heaven and earth, like the Elohim of Israel. Hallelujah, Yeshua HaMashiach, El Widas Emanuel. Hallelujah, Yeshua HaMashiach, He will save all Israel. Hallelujah, Yeshua HaMashiach, El Widas Emanuel. Hallelujah, Yeshua HaMashiach, He will save all Israel. Blessed is he who does 
does the Torah of Yah, who keeps my Sabbath from defiling it, and keeps his hand from doing unrighteousness. Him in my house I will admit, even the eunuch and the foreigner, who keeps my Sabbath and my covenant, in my will make my own inheritance, into my house and government. Hallelujah! Yeshua HaMashiach, El with us, Emmanuel. Hallelujah! Yeshua HaMashiach, He will save all Israel. Hallelujah! Yeshua HaMashiach, El with us, Emmanuel. Hallelujah! Yeshua HaMashiach, He will save all Israel. Let us rejoice and let us worship the King. With all the heaven, let us praise His name. There is no Elohim on heaven and earth, like the Elohim of Israel. Rejoice and let us worship the King. With all the heaven, let us praise His name. There is no Elohim on heaven and earth like the Elohim of Israel. Like the Elohim of Israel. Like the Elohim of Israel. Another of your songs is Psalm 118. This one has a real special, catchy kind of tune. Would you please go ahead and tell us just a little bit about this one, okay? This particular song was uh, composed and written when the COVID situation hit the world. I felt the need to write a song to encourage believers not to be afraid of anything, you know? to never be afraid of anything that may come. And that particular psalm inspired me to do that. I need to find a tune that will uplift the spirits of believers, and it's meant to encourage the faith to strengthen believers. This is the day Jehovah made. Let's rejoice and let's be glad Blessed is He Who comes in the name of Yah From His house we praise His name Jehovah is with us We will not be afraid He is our strength
I think your music will really speak into the lives of many people. And uh, uh, you've told me now you're working on another song. What's the title of that song that you're working on? This song that I'm uh, I'm just finalizing these days is uh, inspired from Psalm 23. Very well-known psalm. Hey, it's <laughs> one mm-hmm. of the most well-known psalms. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one is gonna it's gonna be a country style as well. And again, it's very catchy. When Jehovah's my shepherd, I shall not want. I lay down in green pastures all day. He does lead me besides the living waters and restoreth my soul every day. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear Righteousness, you anoint with the oil my head. You prepare a table before all my foes, and my cup portion does overflow. Surely goodness and mercy are following me all the days. Days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of Jehovah, my King, for the whole length of eternity. shadow of death I will fear no evil at all for thy rod and thy staff they are comforting me all the days all the days of my life surely goodness and mercy are following me all the days the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of Jehovah, my King, for the whole length of eternity. And what I like about this, of course, is that country gospel ballad sort of song. Psalm 23. We all know it so very well, but you have arranged the lyrics to really bring out the nuances and the beauty of this particular piece of work. Now, another one of your songs deals with Psalm 91. 
Psalm 91 is such a beautiful psalm coming from Tanakh, from the Hebrew scriptures. It so totally glorifies the messianic perspective of Yehovah's word. Give us a little bit of the background behind uh, the writing of this song. Uh, sure. Uh, this particular song, again, has very practical encouragement to believers that are inspired straight from scriptures, from Psalm 91. about the pestilence, the mm-hmm. uh, pandemic, uh, the enemy, even 10,000 to fall on your right, mm. uh, thousand on your left. Mm. Uh, encouragement for the times that we are right now living and especially in the months to come, in whatever way we will be tested, let's stay strong, let's stay firm in the faith. Because Yehovah is with us, because our help comes from above, hmm. uh, from, from Him. I really have totally enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you. Thank you, Avi. Appreciate the opportunity. I, uh, I love your stuff. I, uh, I think you're, you're gifted. So thanks so much for being with us here on Real Israel Talk Radio, okay? And uh, if people want more information, please give us uh, the website address where they can go and uh, search out more information on you and... Uh, your work. People could find extra information and extra teachings on the Restoration Down Under Ministries website. And if they uh, type in um, the YouTube channel, we'll find um, some materials and some songs. This is Avi Ben Mordechai, concluding my chat with Avram Florin Yanku of Western Australia. Avram has been speaking to us about his faith journey growing up in communist Romania. While in his mid-twenties, Avram came to be enrolled into a Baptist-accredited Romanian University of Theology and was later invited to minister in the Romanian-speaking Baptist community of Western Australia. While serving in his post, his spiritual journey was transformed and awakened and so was the music that he composes and sings to Yehovah. We sing praises to the King, King of kings and Lord of lords. We sing praises to the Prince of Peace. Praises to the one who was and who is the name.
This is the podcast of Ancient Roads, Real Israel Talk Radio with Avi Ben Mordechai. If you wish to stay up to date with coming home news and information, simply register your email address with us on our website, cominghome.co.il. Again, cominghome.co.il. Ancient Roads, Real Israel Talk Radio. Israel, the best redeemed, praise and honor be.